Oh, what a fortnight it has been. Jay's filling himself up. Lori's eating a turkey panini from Starbucks. It's the tea. Beautiful day it is in Southern California here on a Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined as always by my cute crew. First, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. It's the one, the only Pen 16, Mr. J. Ellis. Hello, Jay. How are you? Kennedy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Utica. Attica. Attica. Utica. Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing very well. You're. Oh, I have a story to talk. I, oh, wait. Well, let me bring you on first. I am finally, okay, yeah. and it is my favorite intro to do. She's the goddess of goth, gossip, glitz, glamour, and gore herself. I think I missed gossip. Give it up for Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the team. You're the star of the show. Entertain us. Okay, you are. Well, I was giving you guys a boob check earlier. Oh, I didn't I, see that. It was covered. I don't know if you know this, but I store things in my boobs. No, I know. We were well aware. Gasoline. I have wait. eye drops. Oh wait, wait. I just oh made it out right now. Lori legit just pulled stuff out of her boobs. I, that's what I say. It's nice and warm, too. Ooh, nice and warm. I think they lose their sterility when they're kept by tits. <laughs> the eye drops. Well, I feel, the by the way, Jay makes a really good point right now. I feel the only man saying Does tits he? now are gay men. I don't think there's any straight man <laughs> saying tits anymore. I do love that word. Yeah. You know what else you uh, love? Yeah. Paul, is it Topo Chico flavored? Um. <laughs> oh, I got a drop. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> By the way, I have heard from numerous people. They just love this show. They're like, oh, I can't get enough of the tea. Oh, by the way, it was Valentine's Day. Before I tell my diabetes story, uh, I want to hear about your Valentine's Days. Jade, how was how was your Valentine's Day? Because you and your boyfriend are notoriously boring. So how do yeah. you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? We, well, we don't even do, like, even on a normal year, we wouldn't even go to a restaurant because we just know it's going to be packed. Like, yeah. I'm a former server, bartender. Like, those, that's the worst day. Worst thing you can do is try to go and get a <clears throat> a spot outside or uh, in a in a restaurant so we actually went to a place called jensen's we went out to palm springs Mm -hmm. and we went to a grocery store called jensen's and got a uh they had like a valentine's day kit Mm -hmm. i don't know how to describe it but it was uh two pieces of salmon rice pilaf veggies and a salad and it's a meal for two and it comes with the dessert wait hold on i'm sorry jay 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 i'm sorry Lori. what would you do if Star came home and said, I got us a Valentine's Day meal kit, and it was salmon and rice and veggies. I would introduce myself. I'd be like, hi, my name's Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've met. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, they had different variations. We just chose that one because we don't cook for ourselves very often. So this mm-hmm. was like a set it and forget it kind of in the oven thing. So that was 
fantastic. So we did that and we watched um, The Sound of Metal. Have you guys heard of this movie? Uh, yeah. The hills no. are alive with the sound <laughs> of metal. Now see, Paul and I are doing It's the Sound of Metal. The, oh. What is that, Garfunkel and Oates? Uh, it's uh, Riz Ahmed, who's like my Hollywood crush, and oh. he is... Wait, before you say anything, remember he was in that movie where he got Real sent one. to... No, no, the one where he got sent to prison by... Like, what was it called? Murder One or something? What was it? It was an HBO uh, limited series. That was really good. Oh, oh, oh. Not night. He wasn't night manager. That was Tom Hiddleston. Maybe yes, some, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where he's accused, he's accused of murder. And they, actually, I think the, the series never determines whether he's innocent or guilty, right? Mm-hmm. But there's one where he's in jail and he's like wearing like almost like, um, like, like, uh, ER fatigues kind of thing. And his mm-hmm. fucking dick is just moving all over the place. And I was so excited. All right, sorry, go ahead, finish it. I have to, have to go back. He, Riz Ahmed is very, very hot. Yes. Yeah, I have to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Lori, do you know who that actor is? Riz Ahmed. Have you seen Nightcrawler? That's kind of his more well known one. No, I, I had to look him up. I was okay. trying to find the. I typed in uh, Riz Ahmed. His dick looks great in fatigues, but sadly, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Nothing popped up. It's a link to the tea episode. What is this season two, yeah. episode three? <laughs> and it's currently yeah. airing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's about him. He's a he's a thirty eight year old rock star who's losing his hearing. And I know it sounds a lot like uh, what's that? A star is born, but they do it in like kind of this is the path that he sees his life going, and he can't imagine any other way of living. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he has oh. to like go. He's in he's in rehabilitation, so he has to go and. Uh, learn sign language because he's losing hearing and stuff. It's, it's, I really liked it. Paul was kind of 50-50 on it, but we just did like a dinner and a movie. It was a very traditional Valentine's why would Day. You watch a, why would you watch us a depressing movie for your Valentine's You guys have the most de- the depressing dinner, a depressing movie? Yeah, we cried the whole time. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I left that out. I cannot no. imagine. Does Paul cry? I can't imagine Paul crying. Uh, he, I think he cries more than I do. Oh, and I don't what? cry very often. I have no, I have no tear duct plugs, or I have tear duct plugs in so that I can cry easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul loses it a little easier than I do at things. Yeah, well, Lori, how was your Valentine's? But we treated it like any other night. I don't know. It just felt there's nothing special about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. No, no, there isn't. I mean, it, it's one of those holidays where look, I feel like if you're one of those people who's like. I feel like every day we should celebrate each other. Then you're super annoying. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're just like it's just not my bag, then you know that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I felt like this year just because of everything going on and the fact that we couldn't see each other, mm-hmm. I wanted to like make it a little more special gift wise. Mm-hmm. So I went like a little more uh, on gifts, and I got her a bunch of presents, and I got her like two things of of chocolate mm-hmm. for her so um two and that gift boxes of chocolate and that gift type 2 diabetes yeah yeah <laughs> i got her i got her my fist made out completely out of chocolate mm-hmm. um no i didn't do that melts in your mouth yeah i like how Lori thought that we seriously she goes guys i really didn't do that yeah. <laughs> like guys, I didn't really get a chocolatier to make a mold of my fist, fill that mold with chocolate, and then give it to Star. I didn't do that. I does almost ha- wanted to. Does she have a loyalty to type of chocolate? Like, is she a Hershey fan or a Cad's? What's that? Cadbury? Cad? Is that a, a brand? Well, she loves C's. She oh. loves C's candy. Okay. So she, 
she, she loves that uh, scotch, the scotch mallows, which are marshmallows coated in butterscotch and then coated in chocolate. So she loves those. So I got, and then she also likes like raspberry truffles. So I got her like a bunch of those. Um, excuse me. So yeah, she just, it was just a Friday I went over just because Sunday is tough for me because that's like when all, a lot of stuff is due for her school. So I usually spend Sunday just doing schoolwork. So well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Couldn't you just do the homework on Friday so it's not due on Sunday? No. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that, Joe. Also, like people are going to be driving and I just didn't want to go all on right. Sunday. Okay. Is she out of her quarantine phase? No. She's uh-huh. still in it because now her mom has COVID. Oh my so. God. Now her mom has COVID, so her mom's quarantining, so she has to quarantine for longer. So, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. All right. Well, now let's so. ask Joe, what did you do for Valentine's Day? What day was it on, even? Sunday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I could, I could answer you. He gifted uh, his boyfriend with very uh, thoughtful gifts of things that he already owned. So, that's... Look, here's the deal, Jay. I'm one of these people, like, I feel every day is special and we should be treated like Valentine's Day. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, uh, no, it, Lori's right. I had this thing where, so Aiden and I do this a thing occasionally, maybe once every couple of weeks, where we cook together. We choose a meal and then via the magic of FaceTime, we uh, cook the meal together and then eat the meal. And um, I noticed that he, well, the first time we did it, that he was like, ugh, I don't have any tongs. Ugh, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have a pan. So I was like, oh, inside I was clocking. I was like, I'm going to get him all these things. I'm going to get him a nonstick pan. I'm going to get him some, you know, OXO good grips tongs, spatula, spoons, the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. And I set it up so they are delivered, you know, every day to the Amazon books by his house. And he has to, he can go every day and get a new gift, you know? And the first thing I got him was a pair of cast iron skillets. Everyone can use a cat. Whose email is that, by the way? That's me. Is it popping up here? I don't know how to hear. Uh, there, that should be good. Okay. So uh, I'm, very, I'm very busy. Yeah. He uh, cast iron skillets. You know, everyone could use it. And those will last you a lifetime, right? So I go, your first gift arrived today. This is last week. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And he when he got it, and he comes, he's like, oh, baby, I'm so, I love it so, 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 so much. And I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, aren't you excited? I wanted to get you things that you don't already have. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. do you have mm-hmm. a cast iron skills? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's okay. that's great. We can always use more cast iron skills, which is true. But then he says, what are the other gifts you're getting me? And then I told him, he goes, I have all these things. And he said, I go, yeah. oh, you were saying that you don't have them. He goes, like, no, I meant that they were dirty. Oh. And then we, and he said, we have such a small kitchen that we've decided that's all we're going to have. You know? And so. He lives with somebody else. Yeah, he lives with his friend, his friend right? Michael. Yeah. He goes, so okay. I'll just put these in storage. And then when, we, when he moves out, I'll have them. Which is, which is a great plan. Right? But mm-hmm. um, it's still one of these. You want them to be go, "Oh my god, I need a cast iron skillet! Look at what I'm making!" And it's just not. Go- it's not going to happen until the summer, basically. No. Yeah. Oh, was that his plan to move out? 
No, but Michael actually goes to college in Southern California. He goes to uh, Pitzer in Claremont. Oh. But because of COVID, uh-huh. he's home in Seattle. So he's making the most of the gap year, essentially. Got it. So okay. Michael is the roommate. Michael is the roommate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He's going to have a full set to look forward to in June, July. Yeah. So actually, we actually had put off Valentine's Day till today. Today was the mm-hmm. day that we actually celebrated Valentine's Day. We played video games. Um, we were going to watch a movie, but something like the tea got in the way. So we're going to watch a movie tomorrow. So it's going to be spread out over a couple of days. But um, Can I suggest The Sound of Metal? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a laugh a minute romp. Yeah. Actually, we're actually... I heard. We're watching... No, <laughs> is that a joke? No. Oh, no, yeah. yeah it's about true. a deaf guy that you heard. Um, one of the things I was talking about is uh, Lori was making fun of me for being fat, which is... Mm-hmm. Everyone understands the irony of that. And uh, I was saying, you know, what's funny is I've been dropping the LBS. Because I'm gorgeous. Is that why? Yeah. Because I'm gorgeous. gorgeous. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gorgeous George. Uh, I've been dropping the LBSs, um, be, uh, but because um, – and, and I don't think I've talked about this publicly, publicly. But, uh, you know, I get my blood sugar as a type 2 diabetic. I get my blood sugar checked regularly every few months. And it hasn't been as frequent during the pandemic because the hospitals have been in different states of, you know, well, no, we can't have anybody. But I got it checked in October and it was fine-ish, you know, it was on the higher side. But not really high, not like dangerously high, just higher than usual. But I was like, eh, it's, it's pandemic, you know, I'm not moving as much. And then uh, uh, my doctor was like, oh, let's get you checked again. I'm all, all right. Well, I did. Oh, my God. Guys, it was so high. Let me tell you how high it was. I qualified for the vaccine early in California. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was really, really high. And um, so she goes, okay, we're going to adjust your medication, which they did. Mm-hmm. And what's really actually kind of infuriating, Jay and Lori, well, it's it's a relief, but also infuriating. So my, my relationship with my type 2 diabetes has always been, it's been pretty easy for me personally to control. And so what was sort of good news and infuriating was once I just started moving and working out and eating, making health, I wouldn't seem healthier, but making better choices for my diabetes – Boom, the numbers just drop back to normal. They're normal now. Um, and they very quickly, within a few days. Um, is it something that can drop quick? Like one day is different than the next? Or is it like a, a gradual? I, I don't really know how that works. I don't know. For me, it was gradually came down. Okay. You know? But over a few days. And to where it's it's very, very good now. And I just make better choices. Right? I'm not even like... I'm not even like, oh, I'm a health nut now. No, like... I'm just eating earlier. I'm, you know, not really eating the sweets and whatnot. But I'm also on this medication. So the point I was making is, is this medication, metformin, uh, which, by the way, I've said I will continue taking even when I don't need it because it, it's such a miracle drug, is, um, is you lose weight on it. So now that I've started to watch what I'm eating and working out and they adjust the medication, I've been, like, dropping the weight. So without really even trying too hard, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making better choices, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's not even like, I'm like, I, 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 well, you know, as a gamer, I think Jay, I've talked to you about this. I've been doing this ring fitness plus no ring fit adventure, ring fit adventure. And I did it today. It, 
I it's it's I don't know why there aren't more like this. It they have gamified exercise to the point where I look forward to working out. Did you hear me, Lori? I said I look forward to working out. What are your thoughts on that, Lori Rogan Camp? I've been talking long enough. Um, well, I mean, you know, I thought I think that's great. I mean, you said that about uh the Peloton No, 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 yeah. No, the Peloton so I I'm Go glad ahead. that you're excited. I just, you know, I mean, this is coming from somebody who's doing no exercise right yeah. now, so I can't really talk. The Peloton I but still I like. Yeah, the Peloton I still like. The problem was that at a certain, and this is where the Ring Fit Adventure is different from a Peloton, and this is something Jay could never relate to, is when you drop out of it, there's such a high bar for returning. Does that make sense? Where you're like, well, you got to be yeah. at this certain level to do it. Where Ringfit Adventure, and I've actually recommended it, I think on I think I've talked about it in this job of tents, is with with some very minor adjustments, even a handicapped person could get something out of Ringfit Adventure. They've made it so that everybody can use it at any sort of uh fitness level whatsoever. It's very, very, very user friendly. I think it'd probably be easy for you, Jay, but I think as I said before, it might even be good to have in the house, like if it, maybe it's like a rainy day and you and Paul want to do something, but it's just don't want to leave the house. It's like a fun, like, oh, well, we got the blood going, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be necessarily a difficult workout, but it would be like a fun sort of get the thing going. But like for someone like me and Lori, like um, Fat Pigs is what I'm trying to say, is like it's a great it's a great entry into working out. So we're like, I'm I'm not there yet, but I would say within a week I could be like, okay, I can do Peloton again. Well, I think that's the important part about exercise is to have variation and to make it like a fun activity about good. And after you do it, maybe feeling accomplished or like it it releases that, you know, feel good hormone, the Mm -hmm. serotonin to make you kind of start becoming addicted to it. And I don't know. Yeah. I look forward to exercising. That's for me, like on a rainy day, like what you said, I do like a just dance on Mm -hmm. my switch. And that's always a fun one. See, Lori, what do you think when you hear Jay say that he looks forward to exercising? Uh, I'm not paying attention. I was looking at a legit picture of a scotch mallow. So, <laughs> What is that again? It's a it's marshmallow like- coated in butterscotch, <laughs> coated in chocolate. Yeah. I'm not a marshmallow fan. I don't like that. You know yeah, what's so funny care. that you say that, Jay? I actually think that they're too sweet, and I wish there was a way to make a, a much, much, much less sweet version. Because you, have you ever had a bacon marshmallow? You know, this is a problem I've been having with chalk with sweets in general. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure it's that I have like borderline diabetes and I'm about to die. Yeah, but I legit like ice cream is too sweet for me now. Like I'll, I'll eat a cookie and I'll be like, "Ooh, that's sweet." Like I just everything is sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a Godiva chocolate bar uh, the other day, and I had like one bite, and I was like, "Ooh, no, that's way too sweet." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm turning into like a 60 year old grandma who's like, "I'm just gonna nibble." Well, you know what's Switch so funny? Chocolate. Yeah, I'm more... not a big. People might think, "Oh, you're diabetic. You must have been a big sweets." I'm actually not a big sweets person, but like, dude, fucking French fries and bread, man, that will fucking. Oh. Pastas. Pastas. I could live off bread and butter. Like a hot, if warm you, bread. Yeah. If you were like, would you like a piece of cheesecake or another an, uh, another thing of spaghetti? I'd be like, I'll take the spaghetti. Now, Jay, do and you know what I'll carbs are? i the cheesecake later. Do I eat what? Do you know what carbs are? <laughs> 
the have carbs ever, are. Yeah, have you ever eaten? Foreign? Have you ever eaten a carb? No, I I, I love um like a French roll, like or a you know the big baguettes that they sell at the stores where they're hot yeah. at five o'clock. Yeah. I love those. Yeah, no, Jay, I want to ask you a real question here. I know we're doing it. Basically, this turned into an episode of Fat Camp, but I have a legitimate question <laughs> yeah. for you. Uh huh. And Laurie, let's just stay quiet until he's done. Let's say you're having an all out cheat day. You're going to pig out. It is like, I'm going crazy today. I'm just going to go crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What well, tell me, just go walk through it to me. What does that look like to you? Like, and, and I want you to get as vile as you can get. Like, this is the worst <laughs> Jay Ellis would do, like on a cheat this day. This isn't, this isn't even fair because I've told you I have like no, um, fun with food. I'm not like a, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just kind of eat to like go. I don't really have like the, the palate of a sophisticated person. So my breakfast is the same. Wait, hold, on, no hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you look at Lori and think here's a fine, you know, Epicurean delight for Lori? Yeah. I'm gonna... eating a sandwich that I've had in my backpack for two days. <laughs> yeah. All it's right? a panini. That sounds exotic. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not as sophisticated as the yeah. two fatsos that I'm yeah. doing this podcast with. Yeah. I don't have your palate of, yeah. of an open garbage can. Yeah. yeah. But the, go ahead, Jake. What go I'm ahead. saying, I don't think I have the desire to expand my palate by trying different things. So a cheat okay. day for me. Okay. That's great. Like, that's great. Yeah. Go, just go. Uh-huh. We don't need an explanation. Just what does a cheat day? Like you're going to go crazy. Oh my God, Paul, you and I are going crazy. Um, and the whole day, okay. go, bre- go breakfast, lunch, and dinner, go all about oh, breakfast. Lunch, okay. And well, breakfast, breakfast is always the same. This is so st- boring, but it's always Greek yogurt, chopped banana, and a scoop of peanut butter with some chia seed. That's every day of my life. Every day. Okay. Um, lunch. And even if, if you were, going, wait, hold on. Even if you were to calorie splurge, you wouldn't change that. That's always. No, I love that in the morning. That's okay. like, I have that with right. my green tea. It's a ritual. I love okay. it. Okay. Fine. Sure. Great. I, <laughs> I wake week. up and I look forward to it. Lunch. If I was living like the day that I don't count anything, it would probably be like a huge sandwich from Togo's, like one of those huge, uh, turkey and avocado. I like mm-hmm. those. Lord, I don't know. I can't tell if Lori's had it with me. Or if she's just rubbing her eyes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> then I get a turkey panini from Starbucks. <laughs> okay, so your 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 go to like just splurge lunch is a turkey and avocado sandwich from Togo's. All right. <laughs> and then for wait, dinner, are there any condiments on it like mayo or what do you put on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. I like mayonnaise and mustard on on and, my sandwich. And chips? No, I don't like I don't like salt that much, so I don't do chips. Okay. Pretzels, I like pretzels okay. But and what, the everything pretzels, the the crisps, yeah. the thins that are like sesame seeds. Yeah. Lori is just in, in awe right now. And what are you drinking with this? What are you washing this down with? I don't like soda, so I do water or iced tea. But I can't have sweetened tea. It's too sweet. <laughs> okay. And are there any snacks in the middle of the day? or like... A little handful of almonds if I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> just kidding. No, I, I do hummus um, a lot. Uh, no, you guys, you're trying to. I, and I don't, then, and then I don't dinner, dinner, dinner. If I like on a great day, um, a Dave's hot chicken, the fried chicken that's spicy with mm-hmm. some of those waffle French fries, okay, and the bread on the side. That's good. Okay, all right. Well, I'll accept that. Let's say Paul was like, "Let's go to go, baby. We're gonna go to the movies, and I want you to get whatever you want. Let's go crazy. What are you gonna get at the movies? I love an icy at the movie." Like that's that's the time I get an icy, mm-hmm. um, and then licorice. 
I love licorice. <laughs> Okay. No, I don't know. I don't like snacking that much during movies. I okay. feel like I'm being loud. And just, you know, I've always had this fantasy, and I don't know why no one's done it, is they need to put someone like me in a swimming pool and time me running, like doing the lap that, you know, they do in the Olympics. Just one, even one lap or two laps. I don't know how long, right? And then put the image of Michael Phelps doing so you can see. Because when you see these Olympic swimmers going in the pool, it doesn't look like they're going that fast because they're all going fast, you know? But they should put, like, an image of me swimming, What? how much faster they're going like someone like me, right? Yeah. The reason I asked that is, so now that we have what you would do, let's go to our resident uh, world record holder, Laurie Roggenkamp. Laurie Roggenkamp, if, let's say, with no, with nothing to lose, how would you, yeah. you and Star on vacation, you're at a hotel, you're going to eat whatever you want, walk me through that day. Can I just say to yeah. start off yeah. that Jay's cheat day, the day that if he didn't, nothing mattered and he didn't have to worry about calories and everything, he could just eat his base, baser instincts. Yeah. That is the day that I strive for on my healthiest day. So, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, so, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, I love a lot of starches. Sure. So I would say if, uh, if I breakfast, I would probably wake up and have some pancakes or some bread and, 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 uh, jam, mm-hmm. um, and some eggs and bacon. Mm-hmm. Toasted with, bread? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Toasted bread with, uh, with lots of butter and jam mm-hmm. and then some eggs, bacon, possibly some sausage, orange juice, coffee. Uh, iced coffee. Um, I actually, the only thing that's sort of healthy about me is that I don't like any kind of anything in my coffee. I just like it black. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, then for snacks, I would just have like trail mix, but not the healthy trail mix, the trail mix that like M&Ms you find at it? the gas station yeah. that has just mostly M&Ms and raisins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like probably like a licorice. Um, Reese's Pieces cups. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch, I would probably have like uh, a sandwich, turkey melt, uh, with a Sprite or a root beer and French fries. Mm-hmm. And dinner, I probably have some sort of spaghetti, either chicken fettuccine or spaghetti with meatballs. Yeah, with garlic bread, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Spaghetti and meatballs and garlic bread. Okay. And then the chicken fettuccine you'd also have with garlic bread? Yeah. Which one of those are you having with mashed potatoes? Both of them. I just have it on the side. Or I can you can mix it in. It tastes really good with all the what? juices in it. With the sauce and everything. Okay. It's just like a vessel for sauce. Mm-hmm. You just put the sauce on top and then it tastes it's delicious. Do you like gnocchi where it's Potato in pasta? Eh, not really. <laughs> I don't like the outside coating. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, uh, I, well, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I, for dinner, I had refried beans with cheese and A1 sauce. That what was my dinner. was bringing it to your mouth? Just a spoon? Yeah, just a spoon. Oh. Heated it was just, or out of the it can. It was really just a vessel for A1 sauce because I love A1 sauce. Oh, I was thinking Tabasco. A1 steak sauce? Yeah. On beans and cheese? Yeah, it was delicious. Huh. But this is fucking disgusting. I, I well, you ask 
asked. No, I know. You I asked. know. If I want, I, look, I don't ask to look at your porn porn search history because I don't want to know what fucked up things you you look for. There is no porn so search history. Don't, don't look. Don't ask me what my food day would be like. There is no porn search history. I'll tell you why. It's either I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There's only a few places I. Go. I said I did want to ask. I go to either, um, I have a multi-Reddit of gay porn on Reddit, okay, where I've collected all the ones that I like, and um, I'll sometimes visit there just briefly, but I, I'll be honest with you, lately I don't stop at any of them. I have um, uh, a subscription to Helix Studios, which is a twink gay porn website. Okay. I have... Multiple dirty pictures of my beautiful boyfriend, Aiden. And that's pretty much the go-tos. Okay. But what would you eat on a cheat day? But I haven't finished yet. Oh. <laughs> so I would either have, like, New York cheesecake for dessert or, like, ice cream with M&M's. And f- I actually, I've been really, I've been really craving banana splits lately. So I'd probably have a banana split. So. Yeah, and call be, it a day. And then I wouldn't stop eating until my side hurt. My left, my right side hurt. <laughs> that would be my cheat day. Yeah. When you, when your gallbladder is just about to explode. That's it, I start. don't have a gallbladder anymore. It's oh, you just don't? ghost pains. No. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, my uh, gallbladder quit. Yeah. <laughs> Turned in its two weeks notice four years ago. Yeah. I, I have one follow-up yeah. for Lori. Yeah. What mm-hmm. kind of cheese was going on to the refried beans with A1? That's a good question, was Jay. cheddar cheese, yeah. Yeah. That's just a lot of different flavors going on. Yeah. Well, I don't it's think delicious. Lori... I don't think it Lori... Works. Look, Lori likes... I will say Lori and I differ, even though we're both fat, in that, like, what we find... Uh, like fettuccine Alfredo sounds like too much, too rich for me. Too yeah. Well, Joe is a foodie. I would say the thing with Joe is that he, I mean, you have your non-foodie moments, but overall, you're a foodie. I'm not a foodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I take just, back the sophisticated palate um, comment I'm, that I said earlier. <laughs> my palate, my palate is like seventy-two-year-old stroke victim who just wants to get stuff inside their mouth. No, you know, your, your palate, palate is Augustus Gloop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially what your palate is. All right, Lori, do you yeah. have a new story for us? What do you got? Well, for us? I have something I wanted to talk about sure. because go ahead. This, this is the last form to do it. Week, yeah. Uh, Chris McCarpenter, who oh. was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh God! Wait, wait, Lori, hold, please, hold. Do okay. you know that we have one of the world's biggest Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans in front of us? Jay is such. A big uh, Buffy fan that in his younger days, he whored himself out to one of the actors. That's how big of a fan he is. All right, go ahead. (laughs) So, Chris McCarpenter came forward about Joss Whedon and said that, I'm not going to read everything, but basically the gist of it was that he was very mean to her he was very belittling to her an example she gives is that he uh when she was pregnant he refused to answer her phone calls uh from her agent to tell that she was pregnant and then uh, accosted her later on and said are you going to keep the child and she said yes Mm -hmm. 
and then fired her. Well, first would set up like crazy times when they would be uh, recording like 1 a.m. or something. And her doctor had recommended that she be, you know, not have that serious of a schedule and then fired her shortly after she gave birth. Mm -hmm. So and yelled at her for ruining the show and blah, blah, blah. By the way, a, a, writer, lot of this okay. a lot of this sounds how I treat you and Luke, Lori. I mean, you're you're coming. Your your day is up. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Laura's going to write a notes app. Yeah, um, yeah. And release it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is George is going to come out and then oh I'm no, 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 say, no 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 stand by no. all abuse. No 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 I stand no no with the victim. No no yeah, no no. I stand no. With the Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. <laughs> there is nothing I love more than being proven correct. Even though this is not a case where it's proven correct. It's more of a karmic uh, a thing. In that, like, for instance, a lot often when people fight with me, it'll eventually come out that they're horrible people, right? They're like, the reason I left Pride 48, uh, this guy came for me. I don't know, I'll tell that whole other story some other time, right? And then years later, he stole money from Pride 48 and a bunch of people, right? I'm always right. I'm always on the side of light and justice, Okay. Now, look, I admit that I went off that. I flew off the handle with George during the rumor mill, right? But, uh, and I said, because, and I said this recently, it's because George to me represented those mean gays that were always mean to me and I just unleashed, right? This George and I follow each other on social media, okay? So I'm cruising mm -hmm. through Instagram, I'm going through my Instagram stories. And there's this fucking smoke show of a of a twink on my story. I'm like, who is this? Right? And I realize George's story. Right? And then once it hits me, once I see like, oh, this is I'm seeing what's going on, I realize it's George and all his obnoxious gay friends. And remember, George has no people of color in his friend group. He's he's the person of color. Him and his super white friends. In a club, all maskless? I, I messaged Evan. I said, what is going on with George? I told him. He went and looked. He was like, oh, my God. So, thank you. That's all I got to say. Well, we have George oh. on the phone. Let's yeah. <laughs> George, uh, what do you have to say about what I just said? Paul, is it Topo Chico flavored? Well, that's a weird response to what I just asked, but okay. <laughs> I think I got his accent down. It was... Hello, puppy. Was that it? Was that the? That was that was it, Lori. You, you actually nailed it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so so go ahead. Uh, what were you saying, Lori? Or so then a writer came forward. Yeah. And said that uh, Joss Whedon would often brag about making female writers cry. Okay. Which, as a female writer, it's it's easy to do. Um, Wait, what female writer did you talk to? No, no, I'm just saying that as a woman who's a writer, I cry easily when people critique my writing. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, sh but so he would, he, the writer who tweeted said, said that he would often say that, you know, he, uh, would laugh at making female writers cry. And then Michelle Trachtenberg was on the show, came forward and said that, she said twice, I will not talk about this further, which really annoyed me. But then she went on and she said that there is a, there was a rule that after he had, 
visited her that like a, there was like a blow up that they had that he was no longer allowed to be alone with her. So there was some issue that had happened. Um, I guess my, my issue with this, look, I'm shocked about this, but so many people have come forward now that I feel like, yeah, I mean, maybe Joss Whedon's a dick. Then he shouldn't, you know, we should be looking into why he's, why he's been allowed to treat people this way. But my problem is, is that this Ray Fisher from the Justice League, he plays Cyborg, in like June or July of last year, came forward and said that the the abuse he experienced during the Justice League was gross and abusive, and he purposely called out Joss Whedon, and he purposely called and they like had everybody came out and said, not everybody, but people would come out and say, no, that's not that's not what happened. I don't remember that happening. I remember like. One producer was like, oh, well, Ray had a real big issue with us asking him to say booyah. But that's like a catchphrase of the of the superhero character. And nobody supported him. Nobody came out. Wait, hold on. That's not true. Not a a lot of people came out to his defense. But this Charisma Carpenter comes out. And all of a sudden, all of her white friends rally around her. And say, oh, I support her, and I'm so she's so brave, and she's so great that she, you know, she came out in support of of Ray Fisher. She came out in support of Ray Fisher like almost a year after it happened. Wait, His- hold on, hold on. I believe Jason Momoa notably came out in, in defense of Ray Fisher. I think there were others. Well, I mean, but not any not anybody from Buffy. Like, why didn't Charisma Carpenter come out then when this happened? Why did she wait a whole year? Why well, did Michelle Trachtenberg come out? Why yeah. did Sarah Michelle Geller? I mean, what is she doing? Okay. She can't spare a few minutes to talk about this? Well, let's go to the world's biggest Buffy fan. Uh, he's coming to us live from Los Angeles. Jay, Laurie has really given us quite the mouthful here. What what are, you, what are your thoughts on everything Laurie just shared here? Um, I do know that the Ray Fisher happened during the filming of Justice League. So that was a long time ago. And I think that this happens, we see this happen where people want to tell their story on their own time. So in the case of Charisma Carpenter, maybe it was, I I think that her and Ray Fisher are friends and maybe they exchange stories and then she realized, okay, we have like a similar aspect. And I do think that there's still a problem for whistleblowers in Hollywood who are looked as at difficult or like the artists are going to be trouble so i'm sure it's hard to lay your career out on the line like the and it's easier to stand with people after the fact so instead of being the one who comes up with the claim it's easier to say yep i had that experience too and here's my statement on it so maybe it just took a little bit for her to come in and do that i guess i i will agree with you with that i guess my my main issue was not necessarily the people who was not her, but the people around her who then came to her defense, who could have come to Ray Fisher's defense. Uh, with Charisma Carpenter specifically, I think that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, Michelle Trachtenberg, Amber Benson, they all had experience working with her on that set. So maybe they could speak to that experience a little bit easier than the Justice League, where none of them were on set. But they for. could have said, like, I mean, uh, 
what's his name? Aurora Borealis. He, he was like, oh, well, I, um, you know, I support the victim. I, I don't support any abuse whatsoever. I mean, it was such a statement that when Ray Fisher came forward and said, you know, just to showcase that he has seen or he understands what Ray Fisher is going through. I, think I just, oh. I just think it's a little, it's a little bit of a Dever standard that, uh, Black guy comes forward and everybody kind of paints him as like, oh, he's just being difficult. He's just being crazy. But then Chris McCarpenter comes forward and everybody's like, oh, we got to support. We got to support her. We got to show our support. And, you know, she's really brave for coming forward. I think I I have your answer. Outlets. When Chris McCarpenter does it, outlets are now reaching out to Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle Trachtenberg, Amber Benson, Tom Link, uh, Felicia Day. People are reaching out to the people to say, Hey, Charisma Carpenter said this. Can you give us a statement? So it's not coming out of nowhere. Sometimes I think it's a, people are asking for it. And then they're like, their publicists are like, put this out and say, this is your statement. And then, you know, you've addressed how you want to address it. So I think they're being asked for it. Ray Fisher is not associated with uh, Charisma, with Buffy and the angel cast. If that makes sense. But he's associated with Joss Whedon. And I, I highly doubt that, you know, that's one of Joss Whedon's most popular uh, uh, shows or things that he's done, and I highly doubt that if they were having an issue with jo- if Joss Whedon was a topic of conversation over the summer, that they wouldn't also reach out to people who were on s- other shows or did other projects with him and say, "Hey, did you experience this? Did you have an issue?" I mean, Chris McCarpenter, you know, s- mentions Ray Fisher in her statement, so she obviously knew about it and had thought about it, but. You know, I don't know. I I'll, look. I mean, I'm coming at this from a more of a petty uh, point point of view. But I mean, the main point is is that yeah, I think there needs to be an investigation into why why Joss Whedon was allowed to be a dick to everybody and nobody. And the, well, it's not against the, the law to be a dick. What? It's not against the law to be a dick. It's not against the law, but when you're working with people and you're you know, being a, like, I think you need to, there needs to be situations where if you're working that closely with people and you're, you're putting your, your trust in somebody and they're just a huge asshole, then yeah, mm-hmm. they shouldn't, they shouldn't be allowed to. And people work. make excuses for those high up people where they're like, well, he's just stressed out. He's just trying to do this. He's just doing and It's people protect these assholes, you know, allegedly these people who are doing the wrong behavior there there's people who are defending him because they know that their job now is at risk. If something gets out about him on justice league, then their whole movie goes away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the whole Trump thing too. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. Trump wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for the Republican party. I mean, they basically are carrying him over the finish line. So, you know, people are allowing him to be an asshole but there are democrats who are assholes i mean it's it's pretty widely known that bernie sanders is not the easiest person to deal with Mm -hmm. you know now jay ellis yeah but he's not running our country he's not the president no but he's a very powerful senator but jay ellis um my question for you, I feel like you've sidestepped the issue. What What are your thoughts as a big Buffy fan? What were your What was your reaction seeing these stories? It's complicated because it's something I can equate to like a Michael Jackson where you hear about the person and then it's like, well, can you separate the art from the creator or the person involved with it? And I think Sarah Michelle Gellar said in her statement that 
as much as she loves the character and being a part of the universe, she doesn't want to be associated with Joss Whedon. Like she wants to be in two separate sentences, you know, for her life, even though that is for me, what I know her from. Um, but I, I, it's hard because you, I, I don't know if he's going to get more opportunities, but from now on, you're just going to see jo- the name Joss Whedon. And this is what, this is the first thing I'm going to have before it was an association with Buffy. And then it was like the Avengers cabin in the woods. I love his like catalog of work, but I think it's really difficult because the more and more of these people who are, we're pushing out of Hollywood, who are making content that I like, it's hard to uh, black out the, um, the experience that I had with the show. It's my favorite show that I've ever watched. And I don't think that this is going to change this. Unfortunately, like nothing's going to tamper that. Lori, what do yeah. you think? Can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, you know, that's a tough question because I, I think in some instances you have to, you know, I think with, with uh, Michael Jackson, I mean, he molested and raped men like little boys. And so I think you have to, you have, you, you, I don't think you can kind of look at his art the same way. Um, but I, I personally feel like when it's that kind of, when it's that kind of topic, it's more, uh, it's, I know your question was asking me, but I would say no, but also there's like leeways, you know, like Joss Whedon, it's not like he was raping women. You know, it's not like he was out there being abused, like physically abusive. Um, so I could see people still appreciating his, um, you know, his work. And look, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be allowed to work. I'm just saying he shouldn't be allowed to treat people that way. He shouldn't mm-hmm. be. There should be no reason why people have you have a history of being gross, abusive, unprofessional, unpre- unpre- and are openly laughing about the fact that you make female writers cry Mm -hmm. and that's just seen as okay that's not that's not right and so i think that yeah there needs to be some he needs to rework his personality he needs to figure out what he needs to do to you know make a more inclusive environment um but i don't think yeah i don't think i i'm not a buffy fan but i this isn't going to stop me from possibly watching a buffy episode anytime soon but i don't listen to michael jackson music Jay, and what if, do you think? If, can you yeah. can you separate the art from the artist? I'd like to say that I can, but then the association of you know people who have been canceled. I I think of the action of what they're like when a Harvey Weinstein logo popped up recently on a oh Project Runway. It's a Harvey Weinstein thing, and I go, ooh, uh, okay, like this is bad because he produced the yeah. show. He's it's this production company, so it's it's. The, associ- the association that I have with him now is the behavior that we all know him for, which is strange. I also think so I it's know. the it's the distance of time, you know? Like, for example, uh, Joan Collins, horrible, horrible person, uh, was very abusive. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I just want to, I just want to clarify. Wait, wait, wait. I want to talk again. Joan Collins from Dynasty? Oh, not Joan Collins. Not Joan Collins. Sorry. Uh oh God, what's her name? She Faye played Dunaway. Her. No, Faye Dunaway. No, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Are you talking about Faye Dunaway? No, Joan Crawford. Okay. Sorry, Joan Crawford. Very abusive, right? My mom loves her. My aunt loves her. Bing Crosby, like the worst, was very violent towards his kids. I think one of his kids killed himself because he couldn't deal with the abuse. 
And my like my family still watches White Christmas. I'm always just like, I mean, do we not just? I mean, this guy like literally beat his children with oranges. <laughs> like he was like the a monster. And my family's just like, yeah, well, he's dead now. So, you know, yeah, I Joe, think it's talk- just time. I mean, Joe, you talked about Michael Jackson, I think, and how the music is for you. You, you love Michael Jackson music. I do like a lot of Michael Jackson music. I'm able to separate the art from the artist. Also, the problem with Michael Jackson, how do I say this? Delicately. Delicately. In the criminal cases, both victims had, in, in, in the first round and the second round, there were major problems with the victims. And look, that's often a thing I think with predators is that they know how to choose their victims. So in the first go-round in the early 90s, uh, there's actually the LAPD I know was very – because they actually had a very credible case. Mm-hmm. But the dad of the kid – basically just wanted money and that was it and so um once michael jackson's uh settled with him he he cut it off he refused to cooperate he got a big fat fucking settlement for michael jackson the second uh the second case was riddled with problems because the mom was crazy and openly just trying to get money i mean if you actually read Please, I invite anyone to read the testimony from the mom in court, okay? And it's literally a crazy person talking, where, like, one of her things was that her biggest fear was that Michael Jackson was to come down in a hot air balloon and take the kids away and fly off. And you're like, what? And I know that sounds made up, but it's real, you know? And and I know there was that documentary, but there have been equal sides who've poked holes in the documentary, you know? And, uh, so I don't know what happened. I will say this. I will say this. Whatever relationship he had in my brain was completely inappropriate. Right? I just don't, because Lori, I want to be careful. Lori accused him of raping and molesting these kids. I don't know what happened. I think it was an inappropriate relationship. I just don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Joan Crawford, you know, let's go to Joan Crawford. It's, it's a tricky situation because there are two camps on the Joan Crawford thing of people who were, who you know, children who grew up with Christina and, fam- and families at the time who remembered. And there's like, it's almost like 50-50, 50-50%. Oh, yeah, you know, we knew about these stories. And there's another half who are like, I never heard anything about this. You seem completely fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um and with being Crosby, I think it's the same thing. Because then after after the problem you run into is after Mommy Dearest, then there was this rash of they felt because this woman made a lot of money off that book, like of these exposés of Betty Davis and being Crosby and whatnot. And so like, um, I I think at a certain point because we're not there, you know that and that's where you get to this question about the art is like like I'll tell you a problem that we're running into now. Is Aiden and I are doing this movie thing, you know, and uh, we recommend movies to each other. And I recently recommended a Woody Allen movie. I actually think an overlooked Woody Allen movie. I think it's one of his my favorites of his called Manhattan Murder Mystery. Okay, with Woody Allen and Diane Keaton, and he loved it, right? But he also didn't know who Woody Allen was. So mm-hmm. when I say now, I'm going to tell you now. There's a lot of problematic stuff, and I told him. 
And it did kind of affect how he's still open to watching them, but I think it's like it, it colors how he views them, you know? And, um, I mean, take Roman Polanski. I mean, Jay, you're a horror fan. Are you able to still watch, you know, uh, you know, Rosemary's Baby Baby or uh, Chinatown? Yeah. But the difference, I think, is that there's people now who are being held accountable. Like, if Joss Whedon comes out and says, I've learned from this, and then I, I don't, I, I try not to ever just can't, like, the person who is hopefully atoning for their sins, I want to give them that chance to prove us wrong. That we, that there is, a, a, the stripes of a tiger can change, even though I know it's really hard. But Yeah, well, it depends on the crime. Like, I, I would say, I if, you're, if you're a child rapist, or a rapist, or a murderer, or whatever, and you come out and you say, oh, well, I guess, yeah, now I've learned my lesson. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Chris but, Brown will never, I'll never support Chris Brown in my life. I can't. Like, that's just one that yeah. I, I have no, it's black or white for me. Like, that's just one I can't do. But yeah, the, but, I'm the same way. I, I could give two shits about it. It's funny how subjective it is, because there are certain people, too, who I'm like, no, fuck that person. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Gina, Car- also- Gina Carano, Lori's big crush. From the Mandalorian, fuck that bitch. I don't, I'm not going to watch oh, that she does. She is an awful actress. Here's the thing. I'm just like, I was like looking for a reason to not like her. And then when she posted that on Instagram, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I have been racked with just like, I can't stand your acting, but I like, I have to watch it. Um, it's like a car accident. And so I've just been like, oh, thank God you're an anti-Semite. Because now I can just like free and clear, cut, cut and dry. But, but, but I mean, there. But also, I think it's I I think it's very much subjective. I mean, there are people like Chris Pratt. I watch I watch Chris Pratt movies, but I am vehemently against like ninety percent of what he believes in. He's a hardcore Christian. He but and, he's been he's been. In, that's the thing too, though. I will say this: I'm not I'm not into the projection people do on Chris Pratt because he's actually never spoken a lot of things that people project onto him. He's just never talked about it. He hasn't. But I will say that. I just think that, like, look, you know me. Anybody who is a hardcore religion in any way, shape, or form, I kind of go, eh, I'm not really into that. But um, but that's me. And I feel the same way about boycotting. I, I have not had any Chick-fil-A ever because I never had. And then I found out about Chick-fil-A supporting, you know, the ban on gay marriage in California. And I was like, I'm not never having it. But I have friends who like are like I, I like Chick Fil A. I don't support you know them being against gay marriage. But I you know if you want to buy my house, I go there every day, and I'm just like whatever. I mean it's your it's up to you if you if you choose to boycott something, that's great. If you don't, you don't. Jay, where do you fall? Um, so yeah. What do I feel about what? Which one? What Lori just said. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, well, especially with like the Chick Fil A, I'm in the same camp as Lori. I think the way you support them is with your wallet. So I don't have the desire to go there and you know feed into it even though i they've had real mixed messaging in the past few years of what's going on where um i know like the whole corporation stands for something but then there's franchises that have like the it's just tough so in my head though i've already made it like i'm not gonna support that business but yeah it's it i wish i was better at this but it's a super flawed way in our system because chris pratt i like parks and rec i don't love everything he stands for, but I also don't want the whole entertainment industry, which is where I care where most of the people who are getting canceled, quote unquote, are getting handled in, in politics too. I think we need to have variation in our entertainers. Like it can't just be <laughs> liberal left leaning, you know, people who are yeah. running Hollywood and stuff. Like I, I want it to be a bipartisan thing too, if possible. Well, I think you brought up a good point, which I think it needs, we need to go back to it being about the wallet. 
Because right now we're in a dichotomy where it's not about the wall. I mean, look at uh, that uh, country singer who said the N word was filmed saying what, the N word. What's he the got, word? He, what N word? What are you talking about? He got dropped by his record label. What N word are you talking about? He got he got kicked off the radio. He his songs aren't playing, and yet his sales have like gone up five hundred percent. There's no way in hell anybody is going to see that and say like, um, you know, uh, well we're not going to sign him or we're not going to do that. And Gina Carano, she now has like. A movie deal with Ben well, Shapiro's Ben movie Shapiro. Company. Nothing's ever going to happen. So you know, it's like she's like, you can't, can't, they can't cancel us if we don't let it happen. It's like, sweetie, uh, I look forward to watching that on OAN. Like, there's no way that that's going to be streaming anywhere. I don't think movies are going to ever be made. Yeah, FYI. that's just yeah. a porno he's filming in his house. Yeah. <laughs> um, he no, he. So I, I just think that what ha- ends up happening is there's a split where then you have people. Like now, we can only do like far right comedy shows, and uh, you know, then you, and you, then you have like the super liberal where everything keeps getting more and more liberal and liberal. Er, and so yeah, I think I think that we need to go back to if you don't like something, don't go, don't pay for it, don't watch it, don't go see it. You know, there's so there's actors I hate. That I don't, that just because I hate their faces, that I refuse to go see their movies. I mean, I hate Kira Cedric. I will never watch anything that Kira Cedric is in. I mean, yeah. even though I just finished watching The Closer, which she's in. <laughs> but that's just because I like crime dramas. But anything future, I won't watch anything future. So she's on a new sitcom, won't watch it. I don't care. So, you know, I just feel like you, you have to choose what you're going to watch and what you're going to not watch and what you're going to spend money on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, Lori, wow, it was quite uh, the rent. But Jay. nobody does oh. that. That's the frustrating thing. Nobody does. Everybody acts like it's predetermined. Like, oh, I can't. I have to watch this new Avengers movie. It's like, really, you have to. Preach, sister. Amen. Lord, <laughs> Lori's going to cancel Lord, me for saying. Oh, so I. Do you guys not know about the Kira Cedric drama? I thought I told that story already. No, I don't. Oh, what's the curious okay. drama? I was outside of IO West, which is a, a, a RIP. It's a, it was it was a uh, uh, improv theater. Now is currently a crack den. Okay, they keep finding like, right. weapons and drugs in there. I was walking out, and, and there's a street that has like an alley, and you there's like a side theater, and you walk out the door, and you're right on the alley. So I'm walking down the steps and in like a semicircle is curious. And uh, Laura, you broke up there. Oh, repeat, her name. Yeah, repeat yourself, Laura. You broke up there. Oh, in a semicircle, right? Right when you walk out of the theater, on the alley is Kira Sedgwick, um, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, I can't, uh, Elizabeth Banks, mm-hmm. and two other people that I don't know. Two of the people I don't know. We'll call so, them. We'll call them Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk. Yeah, we'll okay. call them choke on a dick and suck a dick. Okay. Um. So, uh, and you'll know why later. So I may have been a tad tipsy, but I walk out of the bar or I walk out of the theater, 
And I see them and my, I was an intern that night. And so my job was to get everybody to step onto the sidewalk. Cause a lot of people like to kind of converse in that alleyway and it's a street. So people would drive, you know, idiots turning like corners, like they're going on fucking fast and the furious and they'd almost kill people. And so my job was to tell people to come, you know, come on and, and step up. So I had already told people that. So they were like stepping up and they were literally right next to me. So I thought, Oh, this is your moment. And I look, I, I don't know. I, I, this is what I think I said. I'm not sure if this is what I actually said because their reaction makes me think that maybe I said something different. But I just said, hey, I just want to let you guys know, and I was referring to Elizabeth Banks, Kevin Bacon, and Kira Cedric. I said, I really love your guys' work. Thank you so much. Right? I turn around to walk back up the steps to the theater. I'm done. I'm like, I'm not going to bother them. I don't want to, you know, I just want to let you know. I appreciate them, and that's it. Uh, Kira Cedric or Elizabeth Banks, I forgot who, says that was really rude. And I turned around, I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. And Kevin Bacon said, Yeah, we have, you didn't even address these two people here, these two jackasses. And they were like, Yeah, you interrupted our conversation. And so I turned around and I walked back upstairs and I was like, What the fuck did I say? I literally just said, I want to thank you so much for your work. I appreciate it. Why Why does it matter that these two nobodies that nobody gives a fuck about that I hope died in a car crash later that night and had to watch their loved ones burn in a fire? What does it matter that they, I don't know who they are? Who the fuck cares? So that's why I hate Kara Cedric. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of The Team. <laughs> Jay, why don't you give us your plugs? Uh, Twitch, don't be jealous. Instagram, don't underscore be underscore jealous. Twitter, still underscore jealous. Venmo, still jealous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lori, why don't you go ahead and give us your plugs? Uh, you can find me at Kira Cedric can suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> no, at Lori, you liar. On Instagram and Twitter. At Bloody Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Apologies to everybody who emailed me and told me how much they like the tea. Uh, <laughs> Next week, I'm going to be telling my story about how much I love Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Do you like Kira oh. Sedgwick, Jane? Are you a big Kira Sedgwick fan? I, I don't have an opinion, really. Did you meet her? Not yet. I guarantee I don't, you, I don't work you in, meet her. I don't work in alleys. <laughs> I haven't worked in an alley yet. Well, yeah. That's the okay. tea. <laughs> All right, that's a tease. It's an afterthought media podcast. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs>